Welcome to another episode of the Theodore Bulla podcast. In this episode, I want to explain why I believe that David Benatar's version of antinatalism is futile. David Benatar, in his book, Better Never to Have Been, uh, asserts that all lives are bad, that no matter uh, who you are, um, he suggests that you not procreate because all lives are bad. So he, in a way, he's kind of equalizing all lives by saying that no life is worth bringing into existence or uh, causing to exist. I'd rather say causing to exist rather than bringing into existence. Although I understand what he means. Uh, he, do he doesn't mean like bringing into existence from somewhere else. But I do think that actually some people think that way. Actually, I know a lot of people do think that way. Um, that there's this idea that there was a black void before we were born. But I'll get into the, the whole black void and stuff later. So he um, basically equalizes everyone by saying that, you know, even if you're rich, it's unethical to cause someone to exist. Even if uh, you're very healthy and happy and you're a good person, he still says it's uh, un immoral or unethical to cause someone to exist, to cause to bring a new life into existence, cause someone to exist. Um, so in this way, he would suggest, he, he is suggesting that if we all followed his, uh, um, if we all went along with his his, his suggestion and, and his belief that it's immoral to have kids, so he would have it that no humans uh, procreate anymore because he, he sees it as unethical to for anyone to have kids. So his idea is to avoid suffering, to not cause any more suffering. For at, at least it seems for the human race. Um, he doesn't seem to extend this into the uh, animal kingdom uh, from the interviews and what I've read that he has written. Um, but I'm going to point out why, if he doesn't, why it doesn't make sense for him to extend that his antinatalism to the animal kingdom and wherever else uh, life may be, uh, which some people are calling, uh, I believe it's called ephilism or something like that. It's the word life backwards and an ism put on, on the end of that. Um, there was a man on YouTube that uh, created this term. Uh, I believe his name is Amendum 
and uh, or that's his uh, YouTube channel. Anyways, um, so yes, uh, to be consistent, I'm going to explain why Benatar <clears throat> should be in F-list to be consistent, but I'll also explain why even that is futile. Um, so, if your goal is to eradicate uh, suffering, then then we we no one can have kids anymore. So this is his idea. Like the, he he suggests that he he prescribes that no one has kids anymore. But the thing is, if I didn't exist, th this is what I'm asserting. If I were never born, then because others were born at my time of birth, would I be in a black void, resting in peace, or appreciating my lack of existence in any way? No. I wouldn't exist. And not existing is is not a, a deprivation from experience. It's just you don't exist. I'm not being deprived of anything because I don't exist. So there there still is consciousness occurring even though I didn't exist. And that consciousness is uh, from a naturalistic point of view, is being done by other brains. So if I weren't born, because others were born at my time of birth, then instead of my experience right now, it would simply be one of those other experiences, uh, sort of uh, filling the void that my lack of experience would have left, um, rather than it being my experience right now of sitting here experiencing recording this audio, it would be one of the other experiences that does exist or, or is occurring right now. So here's a thought experiment to, to try to illustrate what I'm talking about. So imagine that you're the only conscious being in the entire universe. There's just you. That's the only conscious experience there is anywhere. Even if there's other dimensions and whatever else, even if there's other supernatural places or anything else. The, in this thought experiment, there is only your experience. You exist as a uh, material organism in, in the universe, you could say you're here on earth, you know, and, and so that's the only experience. This, this is important for, for this thought experiment too, to, so, so we can, so I can hone in on explaining, uh, conveying what, what I need to convey. So you exist, there's only your experience, and then eventually one day you die, you cease to exist. 
you don't go anywhere. There's no black void after you die. You just cease to exist. You no longer exist. But then, let's say maybe a year later or a million year late, a million years later or even a trillion years later, it doesn't matter how long it takes or how soon after you die that eventually uh, somewhere in the universe it could be a completely different planet it could be somewhere else on earth it could be uh, you know in perhaps another dimension or someone coming to exist uh, you know just anywhere anywhere that exists eventually uh, this new conscious being or organism comes to exist and now that is the only conscious experience there is so your death wouldn't have been followed by an experience of a black void the only experience that is occurring after you cease to exist is the experience of that new uh, conscious organism. So that is the only experience that could come after your death. It's not that you went into, you, this isn't your soul going into that new organism. In this situation, in this thought experiment, there are no souls. This is a completely naturalistic thought experiment. It's a, a simple matter of you know, there was this experience, and then it stopped happening, and then now there's this experience, and now it's it's the experience that is occurring right now, or you could say it exists right now. So it's, you could look at it as if you imagine a blank piece of paper, and you draw a dot on that piece of paper to represent uh, your experience, that dot, and then you erase that dot, and then you come and you draw a new dot, a completely new dot, anywhere else on that piece of paper. And so, there is experience after the other one, you know, and that other dot that you erased isn't in a black void or anything, you know, the only experience that came after the first one is is this second one so you don't go into that new body it's like i said it's, it's a simple matter of which experience is occurring versus the one that has stopped occurring so in this way this is what's called generic subjective continuity it, it kind of has this a similar um, excuse me outcome as reincarnation but it is not reincarnation like I said you, there is no soul so it's not you going into a new thing so just imagine if you were never born you wouldn't exist you you wouldn't be in a black void or anything the only experiences that would be occurring if you were never born would be the conscious experiences that are occurring via 
the brains that that were born or do exist around the world and there are brains all over the world right now doing consciousness you know every single person you know there's a brain doing consciousness everyone's having their own experience every animal on earth you know so there's all this experience so if you cease to exist there's going to still be experience after you die you know it completely naturalistic in a completely literal way there will be life after death you know nothing supernatural here it's just after i die i know there's going to be life after my death here on earth so so my non-existence <clears throat> will not be uh some kind of uh a way of uh preventing experience of suffering from coming after my death so so it, it in a way because of benatar's stance that all lives are not worth living that none of them are worth causing to exist this kind of like defeats his uh his view that you know he says you can't have this thing because this thing is unethical but i'm saying that well you can't get rid of that thing because this thing is going to keep happening you know, he, he's basically saying we need to get rid of conscious experience altogether. And I'm saying, no, conscious experience, it, if you weren't born, there would still be conscious experience. You know, it, if you cease to exist right now, there will still be conscious experience. It'll just be being done by other brains. And before you were born let's say a hundred years ago before you were born uh there was experience this is no longer the thought experiment by the way you've probably figured that out it was over a couple minutes ago but if a hundred years ago you look back well hey there was experience going on you don't remember that experience because you're you're a physical brain you don't have access to other people's uh, memories and experiences, just as I don't have uh, access to your experiences and whatnot. Uh, everyone, each experience is a sort of uh, one at a time type of deal, one at a time fashion. You know, you, you only experience one individual experience, and just the same as everybody else. So, you know, just like when you were born, even though billions of other things were born at the same time as your, as your birth, you only experience your, your existence, you know, and the same after death, even though billions of things will be born after you die, only one of those experiences, conscious experiences or lives can come after this one and and it's not like literally like i said it's not you going into a new body it's just a matter of there being experience occurring in the universe after you die because that's all you are 
is that's all this experience uh, that's being created by your brain is just an experience occurring in the universe being done by a brain. And all of this is still true even if souls exist. It, if the soul can be annihilated like uh, many uh, Christians and others believe that if souls do exist that you know uh, according to the Bible God annihilates some souls then if that soul ceases to exist then generic subjective continuity is still true you know at any point in time the 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 crux of generic subjective continuity is that uh, ceasing to exist and so it, it if at any point in time a consciousness completely if that personal continuity of consciousness ends and it cannot continue anymore if it completely utterly ends then generic subjective continuity is what happens it's just a simple matter of there being consciousness versus there not being consciousness and um, so this makes Benatar's uh, uh, goal futile. So if, if all humans stopped existing, it, we stopped procreating as he prescribes, then um, you know, the human race eventually is completely gone. Uh, of course, unless we figure out how to be immortal, which you know, even if we extend our lives for billions of years, eventually we're going to end. But anyways, if we, if every single human on earth, if we all went extinct, then there's still the animals, you know. And generic subjective continuity would mean that, excuse me, somebody's walking by with their dog. I don't know why they're barking so much. The dog is clearly suffering um, <laughs> in distress. So if every human died, then there would still be um, consciousness that comes out of it. And it would be the consciousness of animals, animal consciousness. And I don't know about you, but uh, wild animals, I'm pretty sure, have it harder than us humans, civilized humans in you know, the Western world and other uh, places where humans have uh, better lives than uh, wild animals. Where in the wild, you know, look at, there's many videos online of animals uh, ripping each other to shreds while they're still alive, you know. And of course, there's good things about being a wild animal, but I'm sure. But, uh, I don't think any of us would want to be a zebra living in Africa, hunted down by lions, you know, fearing for your life all the time. And then one day that lion comes and digs its claws into your rear end and tears your flesh off. And, you know, so, I mean, so his... I would say the idea of causing the human race to go extinct is actually uh, a 
terrible idea because that would be what we'd have to look forward to. And, you know, uh, you would, like I said, you wouldn't go into that uh, zebra. You're, you're, you know, it wouldn't be you going inside the zebra, but it would just be that that zebra brain is doing consciousness. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so then I, we have to ask, well, okay, what if we got rid of all life in the universe? Well, this is tricky. Even after all life in the universe ended, there wouldn't be an experience of <coughs> no experience, as Tom Clark put it, the, the man that coined the term generic subjective continuity. There wouldn't be a black void, a peaceful black void, or resting in peace, peaceful oblivion, or black screen, or any of that, you know, nothingness. Uh, they, they uh, oh, by the way, Tom Clark's essay is called uh, Death, Nothingness, and Subjectivity, uh, where he coined the term. Um, so you should definitely read that. But, yeah, even then, it wouldn't be followed by an endless uh, non-experience or uh, emptiness or uh, whatever you want to call it. There, there's all these different words that basically are used to, to say the same thing, to mean the same thing. And what it is, is this idea of a silent black void where you have a prolonged, sustained, endless... Uh, lack of experience. I don't understand how, how anyone could come to this conclusion because whenever you go unconscious, you don't experience being unconscious. You're not there like, oh, this is great. I'm, it's so nice to get a break from being conscious. You know, uh, that doesn't make any sense. You, you only experience experience. Only experience is experienced. Um, so if you go unconscious, and then you, three hours later, you become conscious again. You didn't experience that, that three-hour period of time when you were unconscious. From your point of view, it, it was skipped over from the point of view of consciousness. That, that was just skipped over. You know, it, it, as I say, uh, unconsciousness or a lack of consciousness is a proverbial time machine. There's, uh, you know, it just it takes you from one moment you're here and the next moment you're, you're in the future. And uh, you see that things have changed. You see the clock on the wall says a different time. Uh, you see that the people that were in one spot have moved around or whatnot, you know, the sun has uh, went, it, it moved across the sky more, or should I say that earth rotated, you know, so, um, yeah, even, anyways, so there would be, after all lives ended, there wouldn't be an experience of no experience or uh, all that, whatever you want to call it. Instead, now, this is my claim. Eventually, there will come 
there will, there will eventually come a time where consciousness will once again uh, emerge or you could say occur or whatever. Some people are pedantic and they will get upset if I use the word it will emerge or it will exist again. They're like, consciousness doesn't exist. It's not a physical thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm using it colloquially. Clo clo <laughs> I can, I always have trouble saying that word. But I'm using it, uh, you know, kind of like metaphorically. It, it exists in the same way that the color red exists in, in your head, you know, the qualia. Um, so it, it eventually would, consciousness would one day once again come to exist. And, uh, be, and I say this because forever never ends. There's just not going to be Uh, nothing in forever, you know, it changes the only constant in the universe. So eventually, people imagine like, oh, no, that's going to be the end. It's like, okay, so then further, let's go further along. But like, no, it's still going to be the end. Okay, so then let's go further along. And we could keep playing this game until infinitely until eventually something happens because eventually you know whenever you whenever uh infinity enters the equation it just never ends and so eventually something is going to happen almost by definition it something eventually has to happen um because it, it's just uh it's, you know, the, the same way that something eventually happened uh, before, you know, whatever situation it was, that where most likely that's what's going to happen again, or, or something like it. Um, it, you know, it may take forever times forever, but eventually there, there's going to, consciousness is going to occur again. Um, and like I said, all the time in between wouldn't have been experienced. It, it, from the perspective of consciousness, they're going to feel as if, you know, just the same way that you felt whenever uh, you're, you're, after you were born, how many years after you were born you became conscious. You don't recall not existing. You don't say, you don't know, Oh, remember a hundred years ago when I didn't exist? Uh, you know, all you can remember is existing. And so eventually that same uh, feeling, no matter what uh, creature or organism or whatever it might be, uh, that conscious experience will feel as if it, it was, uh, it won't recall its own lack of existence you know it it can't you know it doesn't have a memory of that so yeah that that's my claim is that eventually uh consciousness will come to be again but anyways my my point is 
generic subject of continuity makes uh, Venator's version of uh, antinatalism futile unless, because he, I don't believe he includes animals, but does he include other uh, sentient organisms out in the universe? And who knows what they're capable of? There may, there may be um, aliens out in the universe somewhere that have figured out a way to stop the universe from, uh, to stop the heat death of the universe. We, we don't know what aliens might be capable of. There might be super civilizations that have gathered with uh, thousands of other galaxies of, that are just populated with these hyper-intelligent super aliens and they have, for all we know, figured out a way to to stop the heat death of the universe from happening. You know, we we don't. So that's a possibility. Might be highly unlikely, but there's um, we don't. You know, we're making assumptions, but I I I really do believe that eventually, even if heat death does occur, that eventually consciousness will come about somewhere but for now you know that in in this moment here within the next couple million years or billion years we're gonna we know there's most likely going consciousness is gonna continue to occur here on earth and so that for now I actually believe forever is is going to make uh, Benator's antinatalism futile. So, so I'm not a natalist, but I did come up with some situations in some of my YouTube videos where it might be actually good to uh, cause some things, some uh, new consciousness to exist. I came up with the idea of, I, I call it a thought experiment, where I call it the hellish arena. Uh, just imagine there's a, a planet or, or a situation where all life is contained in this arena. And that's where all life is. They're only in this arena. But then, and, and in that arena, it is like hell. It is like nothing every single organism in there is having a hellish experience it's all bad but for some reason they keep procreating they keep continuing life and so my argument is eventually there will abiogenesis will cause new life to exist elsewhere in the universe and then if that new life outside of the the hellish arena discovers the hellish arena they should for ethical reasons uh, I would argue that they should either um, release those people or organisms whatever they are that's inside the hellish arena it, they're the ones that can free them from that situation and they could only free them from that situation if they were uh, outside of the arena for whatever reason 
the people on the inside can't get out. And uh, so, but that one individual organism wouldn't be able to carry out this task alone. So they'd have to procreate. And also, it'd be better for there to be more conscious experience outside of the arena than inside the arena. So the more, because let's say those outside experiences are having a much more preferable, it's much more preferable conscious experiences than what's inside the arena. So to create more of that would be more ethical uh, considering generic subjective continuity and everything else I've said in this podcast so far. It'd be more ethical to cause more to exist outside of the arena. So in that situation, it's all situational. It, in that situation, it would be a good thing to cause births. Uh, whereas if it were, there's nothing but, you know, life never came to exist outside of the arena and it's just the arena, then yes, of course it's unethical to bring new uh, consciousnesses to exist inside that arena. So natalism and antinatalism for me to have a kid or to not is situational. It depends on the situation and the circumstances. So and that I believe that's the best we can do. And so the best we can do is to uh, make life better for as many organisms as we can, human and non-human. To because imagine you died right now excuse me and the conscious experience that came after this one after you died is that of a let's say a baby cattle that's being held in a tiny little cage in order to restrict his movement so his meat uh, stays uh, at the consistency uh, uh, I believe so it stays tender so that when he's slaughtered it his meat tastes better or something you know for the humans that's going to consume him um, so imagine that conscious experience came comes after your death you know so that wouldn't be good um, so this gives us a reason to uh, treat the, the farm animals well to uh, give them a good life the best we can you know and and then this comes into the whole vegan argument so should we abolish all uh, farm animals you know no more bringing causing farm animals to exist well then there will only the animals will only come to exist in the wild and like I said earlier the uh, wild lives are not uh, luxurious. They're they're not comfortable. Um, if it were up to me, if I had to choose between being born a chicken on someone's uh, in someone's backyard where they have like a chicken coop and the free range chickens, and it's actually like you know a, a preferable life compared to a being an animal in the wild, I choose that. So, 
the the whole thing generic subjective continuity actually kind of it sucks um it means that inevitably at some point in time death is going to be followed by uh a, a bad experience a very bad experience eventually because look at all the human lives that are just terrible you know so i agree with benatar on that like let in buddhism life is suffering you know um anyways i i feel like i've pretty much covered it, everything uh yeah there's a lot i do agree with benatar i i agree with his reasons and stuff, but I don't, his solution is illogical, it's futile, whenever you really think about it, it especially in a naturalistic worldview, um, but like I said, this still applies even if uh, consciousness is done by souls or however it may be done because only experience is experienced only experience is what is experienced um only existence is experienced non-existence is not experienced uh or as tom clark put it in his essay consciousness is always present for itself so anyways I feel I've covered everything. I'd love for David Benatar to uh, give a response or uh, to discuss generic subject of continuity. He could do this with perhaps Sam Harris or Tom Clark himself. Um, I I don't. I I actually asked Tom Clark to read. Uh, Benatar's book so he can see what I'm talking about because I I put I shared one of my videos on my Facebook and Tom Clark and I are friends on Facebook and he commented that he does not believe that you know it makes antinatalism futile and I said well it depends on the type of antinatalism it makes Benatar's antinatalism futile. It doesn't make, you know, if if you're going to approach anti, if your antinatalism is based on lowering populations due to, uh, for environmental reasons or other reasons, but when it comes to Benatar's uh, all lives are bad, you know, his, his idea of, you know, exterminating suffering, um, then yes, it's futile. So I, I I asked Tom to read it, and he he said he would. He's probably getting around to that. But I I think I hope that Tom will agree with me on this. But I would love <clears throat> if he doesn't. I I would love to hear uh, his explanation for why he doesn't, uh, why he believes Benatar is correct and everything. Um, so maybe, I, I, I don't really feel like having a debate with Benatar or any of the 
Benatar-esque antinatalists. Um, I would rather them just, you know, make a response video or respond some other way. I, I don't feel like having a conversation for one big reason is because generic subject of continuity is hard to convey, to communicate, and a lot of people just don't, they're, I don't mean to uh, offend anyone, but a lot of people just don't get it. They just, they don't comprehend it. And it's not that it's difficult to comprehend, it's just something that the human language uh, isn't that good at conveying. And so it's, it, it requires a way of seeing things sometimes that uh, words can't really capture. Um, although I do feel like you know, the, the thought experiments that I used earlier are ad adaptations from uh, Tom Clark's essay. Uh, there's a small portion, uh, a, a thought experiment he did towards the end of the essay that's like a paragraph. He did uh, like three thought experiments in the entire essay, but that one is the one that mine are based on. Uh, so... Yeah, I just don't think it would, uh, it would end up with the, the debate would end up with them dismissing generic subjective continuity due to not understanding it because typically people don't understand it. But like I said, I, I do feel like, uh, what I've said earlier in this episode, uh, should do the job to convey it. It, it has worked with a lot of people on my videos and stuff. I feel like I've conveyed it very well to a lot of people. I've had a lot of people say that I did a very good job, but I've also had a lot of people say it doesn't make sense and you're talking nonsense and it's gibberish and, you know, they'll... And the same goes with uh, after they read Tom Clark's essay or they listened to Sam Harris's podcast on this topic, which he called uh, The Paradox of Death, is on a Making Sense podcast. Um, and a lot of other people that make videos on YouTube, uh, there's the channel What is Wrong with the World. Um, he also deals with people, you know, they tell them this makes no sense, you're, you're, it's woo, you know, woo-woo, and I've tried to explain it to uh, people on the Atheist Experience show on YouTube, and they, same thing. It's just, most people don't get it. And so I feel like, plus I'm a slow talker, and uh, I, I oft, I'm i just not a good public speaker. I, I don't personally think I am. I'm not satisfied with uh, the way I talk, usually. Uh, I might be getting better, but especially in conversation, I, I kind of like freeze up a little bit when talking with other people, unless it's about, um, if I'm interrupted while I'm talking and stuff like that, I kind of, <laughs> I, I believe I have a little bit of ADD or something. I don't know. But, um, 
So, yeah, I feel like I've covered everything I needed to in this regard. So, uh, yeah, feel free to, uh, I would like people to share this and, you know, let other antinatalists that are antinatalists do to uh, David Benatar's argument. Let them hear this, you know, let them know, you know, just because if you weren't born or, you know, you might, see, I personally don't want kids because I don't want to deal with the responsibility because of the suffering it would cause me. I would have to deal with the stress of raising a kid, you know, especially the early years of a crying baby. I don't want to deal with that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not antinatalist. I'm just, I don't want to have a kid, you know, and so I'm all for that, you know, people not having kids. But as I say, Benatar, he's saying we need to end consciousness because it leads to bad things. And I'm saying, well, you, you can't end consciousness. You know, it's, it's, it's just going to keep happening, you know. And uh, actually, Tom Clark did say in uh, the uh, video that's on what is wrong with the world channel, world's uh, uh, channel, that, uh, you know, he, he suggests that generic subjective continuity would just never end. It would go on infinitely. Um, we didn't get into the whole, like, heat death of the universe topic and stuff. But yeah, there's a video on that channel that where we uh, this had a conversation with Tom Clark on this. So anyways, uh, I keep hinting at ending this podcast. But yeah, I feel like I completed it, and so I will end it here. Thank you for listening.